Summer Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. DC Universe, welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 142. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by BatmanOnFilm.com. If you want to check out, if you want to check out all the other great shows associated with the network, please head on over to BOF, clicking the podcast drop down and seeing what everyone has to offer. If you want to, you could feed Ryan Lauer's ego and still listen to the Batman Book Club, but I don't know what the rest of you are doing. Uh, that's all. That's up to you. That's up to you. It's not my choice. But I am uh, one of your co-hosts here, Shannon Gotham. I am a senior contributor to Batman on Film. I am Peter Arvera, and today we are recording on February tenth, twenty twenty-four, just before the big game. And as always, we have a great show for you today because today is the Eric Holzman Super Bowl Extravaganza Spectacular Mega Show Extraordinaire. That's right. We've been planning this show for a long time. It's a celebration of Eric and his Al Bundy-esque football techniques. So uh, I want the rest of all of you, I want all of you to just sit back, relax, stick the old hand down the pants, and enjoy today's episode because we've got a very special one for you. And uh, just not waste any more time. Ladies and gentlemen, the champion of the Long Island Coastal Football Conference and the champion of just the island in general, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Q. Holzman. Your introductions keep getting better and better, Pete. Well, you give me uh, a wonderful list of achievements and accolades <laughs> and awards. Your life is something. It's like, Eric, knowing you is like literally knowing the celebrity of all celebrities. You know, <laughs> my bagels get double the locks, twice as much cream what? cheese, no matter what bagel store I go in Long Island. You know, I get free Long Island iced teas at every bar in the, in the uh, on the island. It's it's being your assistant has its perks, and uh, I <laughs> You're my I, assistant. I just I just bask in the glory that is Holzman. Oh God, I wish I wish my life was as interesting as you make it sound because well, I I would you know you're the envy of all men. In front, it would you know, be it would be uh it would have been a much better be a much better existence for myself as opposed to the boring life he, that I lead. He's such a modest man. He's such a modest man. You know, it's the truth. It's Don't the forget, truth. this is a man who literally has conquered Dallas and Tennessee by checking out every loin of every milf in the area. <laughs> You left off Kentucky, but that's besides the point. I, well, I thought it was—I thought you went to Tennessee. I forgot. I thought you went to get to Tennessee fried chicken. I've been to both. There you go. I've been to both. No stone oh. unturned. No ant left uncuddled. <laughs> All right. Well, you were right about one thing. This is the Super Bowl show. Um, the final, the final football game of the season for really everything, because there's no football after this until. College football starts in August. When does the Rocks Football League take place? Oh, I forgot I know it's about the spring, that. but like, when does that start? That's, you know, see, it doesn't even register. Thing. It doesn't even register in my head that that thing exists. You're not, you're no. not a spring guy. You don't want spring football. I love football. I mean, I'll watch it if it's on. Mm. I'll watch football at all, all mm. the time. But um, I just forgot that it even existed. To be honest, well, just like Black Adam, <laughs> so no one's gonna watch it. <laughs> 
he's on he's on a roll lately with not being popular, especially with the stuff that's happening in the WWE as well. I'm not going to get into it, but <laughs> apparently, <laughs> The Rock is not on a good roll that he had to release that he might be coming back to Moana, um, Moana Two. Because at first I don't think he was part of it, but now I think he said he might be reprising his role. So oh, the 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 uh, power. Who knows? Of, I don't know. The paradigm within animated movies is changing. I guess. <laughs> oh, there's he gave us so many nuggets, didn't he? Like <laughs> he didn't do us so many favors with that movie, even though I like it. He didn't do so I do too. Favors. I like it too. But yeah, he did not. But we're doing a we're doing a football show, and we have a special guest with us. Uh, we would not be sitting here. I could say that me and you would not be sitting here if it wasn't for Bill Ramey, who is our guest. Um, obviously, creator, editor, chief Batman on film, uh, super Dallas Cowboy and Texas Longhorns fan. If you guys should see him right now, he has his Cowboys hat on his his Texas Longhorns pull. A man who's taken various limousines to Texas uh, football games. <laughs> That's false. That's false. <laughs> I've never taken a limousine to a football game, nor have I wore a sweater vest to a football game. That's hey, just, I'm, a those are the I'm a professional fan. Those are the rumors coming out of the Dallas Morning News. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it was on big <laughs> I'm a professional. When it comes to me, I'm a professional, sir. Oh, man. Well, it's, it's good to have you on. We've been expanding our football yep. coverage this year. By an extra show, we good. had Chris Burke on yeah. for championships uh, weekend, and now we have the old gunslinger for uh, Super Bowl weekend. So we thought it was, we thought it'd be fun. And next year, I think we have a, I have a plan for wild card weekend. So we've been expanding, you know, All trying right. to uh, just carry right. uh, you know ride ride the wave as they so say like to say in the uh, on the interwebs, I believe. Yeah, this is the first time we've done um picks too, like we yeah. tracked our picks so. Uh, we'll be doing that, and it's surprising because Pete is not the biggest football fan. So the fact that he's he's on this is for the audience. This, yeah, it's it's awesome, and you know, um, got to keep Eric entertained. There's only so many, <laughs> only so many instances of fanboy negativity that we can just keep harping on lately. Yeah, it's true. Trying to so, uh, so Bill, I want to I want to talk to you specifically about mm-hmm. the, the playoffs, the NFL playoffs, sure. because I mean, I don't want to bring up bad memories. Or bad recent memory, but <laughs> but Dallas had a very good season. They were yes. undefeated at home. So yeah. the way the playoff game, play, yes. <laughs> so the way that, what was your thoughts going into that game, and while watching it unfold, explain the emotions you had. I, I was there. Okay, I went to the game with Jake, mm-hmm. uh, and first of all, it was cold. It was in the. It was cold as hell. It was in the low 20s. Okay. But of course, I'm inside, but I had to walk to the stadium. No limousine for me. <laughs> uh, so I actually, you know, I'm doing I'm doing the figuring the last few weeks. I go to that ESPN the playoff machine. You ever played around with that, with that yeah. thing? Okay. And, I, I, you know, a few weeks back i was seeing how is it was it possible for the cowboys to to host a playoff game because it looked like of course philly had that that their their meltdown and just handed it to the cowboys so i you know i was at at first figuring we'll probably going to tampa bay Mm -hmm. as a wild card um and that would have i would have been okay uh oh they played they played pretty well 
And then when it looked like we actually were going to win the the East, it was going to come down who we were going to play. And the the out of the teams that were vying for those last NFC playoff spots, it was Green Bay who I think myself and everybody else wanted. You know, they wanted the, the seven seed. Uh, and so much for that. So <laughs> I and going I, I thought it was I thought we couldn't have got a better opponent. I didn't really want to play the Rams again, even though you know the Cowboys smoked them, but the Rams were playing good toward the mm-hmm. end of the year. Um and you know I gotta give credit to the Green Bay. They had a good plan, but I kind of saw, saw all this starting to come. I mean you know, Dan Quinn did a hell of a job as defense coordinator for the Cowboys last three years. And he got the commander's job, but he did a lot of, there was a lot of smoke and mirrors with that defense. Um, had a hard time stopping the run and they were playing with safeties essentially at linebacker. And so and they're built, to, they're built to play from ahead. Mm-hmm. They're built to play from ahead. And when that didn't happen and they got down so quickly, it's just because, they they can't they couldn't pin their ears back and just get after the quarterback and it just snowballed and that's hey and that's just that's the way football go that's the way it goes but I was it was embarrassing but you know um, hell uh, Green Bay went and should have probably won the damn divisional game yeah against the Forty ers yep. so that made me feel a little bit better and you know, I was pulling for the Green Bay to win that game but. I, and there's no excuse. They got to get better on defense next year. They have to. They have to get bigger at linebacker. They have to shore up their uh, interior of their defensive front. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. How do you How do you feel about McCarthy? Do you uh, Do you want him back, Joe? Well, I'm a coach. I still, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not a let's fire the coach every you know every time something goes bad because there's something to be said about consistency and continuity and i i was i mean the the guy has been 12 and 5 three years in a row and three playoff trips we haven't you know we only won one playoff game in that time but um i didn't want to start over dak had the best year he's had under mccarthy and that's another one too he's he's been on the hot seat as well yeah well he's a quarterback of the dallas cowboys of course you're going to be. There you go. Now, look, I come from a place where everything the Cowboys do is kind of gravy for me. Uh, of course, I want them to win another Super Bowl, but you know, I was a kid when they won the the once in the seventies, and I remember all of them except for uh, the one against the Colts, Super Bowl five, I think, no six against uh, Miami. Uh, I barely remember that one, but you know, I was. I'm essentially the same age as Aikman and Irving and Emmett Smith. Mm. So I was, those were my contemporaries. So they were right. in those, in the nineties, you know, I was in my, you know, in my prime, if you will. And uh, so <laughs> I've seen it, you know, but I have two sons who are huge Cowboy fans who've never seen, you know, it hasn't happened it's, in their lifetime. You know, it's funny you bring that up because uh, similarly, I mean, I, I guess Eric too, as well, they like growing up in the nineties as Yankee fans. 
Uh, we grew up during the, uh, the the probably the second glory era, right? Eric, aside from the 1920s, you know, like uh, it, it's there is an entire generation of Yankee fans who have not seen the Yankees win a World Series because they haven't won since 09. So as, as insane as that is, as much as people online like to remind us <laughs> that our team hasn't won anything in a, in a long time, it's just, you know, the power of the brand still strikes a lot of uh, fear or I guess hatred in a, in a lot of other fan the, bases. So the expect that because of their, their histories, the Cowboys and the Yankees, the expectations are always super high, yeah. almost unreasonable high, unreasonably high. And yeah. it's, I think, I mean, look at Detroit this year. They went to the NFC championship game. It's been since 92. Before they'd been to one and mm-hmm. they'd never, you know, there's teams, you know, never won a Super Bowl. And so it's just, it, it's, I try to keep things in perspective mm-hmm. and it's, but it still sucks. You know, your team <laughs> loses. I'll you know? tell you this though. Felt, Rangers won the World Series. It's not, it's not the like Rangers won the Champions. World Series. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, that, that was, that was story. fun. Yeah. Game one of the World Series. I was talking about, I think it was the, the, the day of, I think it was before we were on the phone. I said, you know, Bill, you really got to go to this game. And he's like, I don't know. Tickets are expensive. I was like, Bill, you will never go to see the Super Bowl in person ever. You just can't. <laughs> you won't be able to afford yeah, it. You know, that, that's true. Just, and he, he sat there on the phone. He's like, you're kind of right. And I was like, yeah, yeah. doesn't kind of make DC World Series tickets seem cheap. And he still didn't go. And then Seeger hit the home run <laughs> to win it. Or to tie, right? Was it to tie or a roll? Uh, or Garcia hit the tie home run? It was an all time World Series game. And yeah. I sit there like, I told him to go. <laughs> I told him to go and he didn't do it. <laughs> All that was left, I mean, it, they were they were high. The tickets were ridiculous. They had standing room only was like five or $600. And I was like, do I really want to dive down there and fight all that? And then in hindsight, they go, yeah, you know, it probably would have been worth it. But got to, yeah, they, <laughs> they won the World Series. That, that was unexpected, right? Yeah. yeah. Good for you. So there you go. Yeah. Every, every once in a while, Texas pulls out a random one. The Stars will win a cup. The Mavs will win a final. <laughs> you know, it's not always football down there in the great. Yeah. State no one the expected. Spurs, the Spurs yeah. had that huge dynasty for a long time, you know? Yeah. No, I'm they, not a Spurs I mean, guy, so whatever. I'm, <laughs> it's got to be too I'm, far away from you, right? San Antonio's <laughs> got to be a while away from you. Uh, San Antonio's five hours from me. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's yeah. like talking to Justin, like everywhere. And like Justin, like something happens in California. Just like, that's like six hours away from me. <laughs> it's, <laughs> so it's so true. So true. Your stupid state. <laughs> it's so long. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I mean, I, there, I have a lot of friends who are Cowboys fans who, who don't, some don't live in Dallas. Some do. Yeah. Oh, so, same here. I grew up with them. In elementary yeah, so, school, it seemed like everyone was a cowboy fan. So it was it was interesting hearing other hearing the everyone's comments about the game after the game who were yeah. Cowboys fans in my friends' base. Um, I'm sure Bill, it was fire everybody. Yeah, you're you're the outlier. You you have the very yeah. mature look look at things. They were not so mature. None of them wanted McCarthy back. Get rid of Dak. Oh, yeah. oh, that's yeah. That's another one. Get rid of Dak. Okay, who are you going to bring in? I've been through, I've been Ask through Jets quarterback yes. hell <laughs> once in my whole life for five seasons. 
when Aikman retired until and until Romo emerged. Right. I went. They went through. I mean, Ryan Drew Henson, Lee and Quincy, Quincy Carter, <laughs> Quincy Carter. Uh, what's his name? Um, the one Tom Brady bled out. Uh, Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh several. Uh, Chad Hutchinson, baseball guy. I mean, and then they, you know, they stumbled Yankee upon third baseman. You know, Romo was undrafted, and then they got back in the fourth, and so it's been a. That I have been through quarterback hell. You don't want to be in quarterback hell. Oh, trust me, I know. Eric? Yes. <laughs> Eric, yes. I'm very well versed in Eric, quarterback hell. I had three so, years yeah. of Testa Verde. I think you both had three years of Testa Verde. <laughs> we had, yeah, we had Vinny, who was good for, in my lifetime, Vinny was good for a little, little while. Chad Pennington was a pretty good quarterback for the Jets. Yes. But other than those two guys, I guess Fitzpatrick for a year. Sanchez but, uh, was, was okay well, at the beginning, right? Yeah, he he was better in the playoffs than he was in the regular season, which is I guess what you want. So he he was really good in those two runs to the AFC title game. Yeah. But after that, man, he just fizzled out. Like it, it, there was no growth. And then then Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson, and you know now what happened with Aaron Rodgers? Like the whole, it's just not. I haven't had good quarterback play in my life for the my favorite sports team of all my sports teams. Yeah. So, Bill, I get what you're saying when you say that. Yes, you don't want to yeah, be a quarterback at hell at Cleveland all. Cleveland Browns, for for price yeah. sakes, the number of quarterbacks they've run through yeah. over the years. So, I yeah. So, no, I'm not going to get rid of, you know, a top 10 quarterback um, who was second in voting for the M- MVP, who had the – look, he had a bad playoff game, but football is a team sport. Yes, you know football is a team sport, so it's not just on the quarterback. But the quarterback takes that's 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 the nature of the game. Stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He doesn't play uh, linebacker, but um, so yeah, I, I try to be, and I probably it's the coach in me. I try to be, you know. Now, when I was leaving the stadium, <laughs> I was I, I was I had my moments of you know. What was Jake you know, life? Jake like did he change did his emotion change it at all? He's just even keel. That kid's got to play poker. Like <laughs> he uh he fascinates he me. Gets, he'll get he'll get wound up during cowboy games. Yeah. Oh, I got to see this. He grew up around me. I got to around me. I want to see that kid wound up. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. <clears throat> Eric, Not I got a random fool. question for you. Sure, go ahead. Would you say that the Cowboys are arguably, I heard this on the radio and it was interesting, the second most popular team in our area behind the Giants and ahead of the Jets? That's a good question. They were talking about it on the radio the other day um, and it kind of baffled me because I was like, it might be true. Growing up, I knew maybe, way more Cowboy fans than Jeff fans. Maybe west of Long Island, I could see that. Long mm-hmm. Island is a very, very strong New York Jets fan fandom okay. on the Jer- island. Very, Jersey's very... filled with Cowboy fans. Yeah, but maybe that's possible. That is a po- very strong statement. Um, I think we, uh, the footy pajamas. I think the Cowboys. <laughs> I think the Cowboys are more popular in the DC area than the, the Commanders. Commanders are. Yes, that's interesting because that's I believe according to you, that's their greatest rival. Is the, it would be the Redskins Commanders franchise? The way it was. As yeah, I grow, growing up, that was that was it. That was that was Yan- like Yankees, Red Sox. You know, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah, growing, uh, growing up but, for me, it was definitely the Cowboys were the big attraction. But it's not, it's not anymore. In in the division, is it's the Eagles. Yeah, for sure, and it has been yeah. for a while. 
I feel, I feel like while. every I feel like every NFC East team says that the Eagles are their biggest rival now, and I think just because everyone hates them so much, it's wh- whoever's the, the division leader, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, they're the way they fell apart was really surprising to me um, this year. I thought they were eleven. 11 and 0, 11 and 1 at one time. And the Jets were the yeah. one of the team that beat them, which was yeah. <laughs> surprising. Yes, yeah, I, I was huge. I was I was a huge Jet fan that day. You know, I always text you. I text you during Sundays you a did. lot of times. And I, I do pull for the I will pull for the Jets if it has nothing to do with the Cowboys, especially if they're playing another NFC East team or an or NFC team for that matter. But I do have to ask you, Eric, how did you like your trip when you came to see the Jets play at ATT? Did you enjoy the outside of the, the stadium? Outcome. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Besides, <laughs> in this, you know, other than that, <laughs> you know, that place is mammoth. I can't believe how big it is. Really, it's just so nice. But it was so nice. Everything was nice. Um, the offerings were nice. All the people were great. How much things they have for the fans to do outside of it was crazy. Um, I got to see when I were walking in, I got to see Jerry coming on the helicopter, which was kind of cool as well. Helicopter to the game? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good for Jerry. So that was kind of cool to see that as well. Um, but yeah, it was, it was an awesome experience. Hot as hell, but an awesome experience that day. Uh, one arguably of football stadiums that I've been to, that's, it's probably the nicest that I've been to. Yeah. It's got the Texas Rangers set up right next to it. They have the yep. Texas Live. Did you did you visit Texas Live? We did. Yeah. We did after the game. We hung out there for a little while. Um, it's similar to what they have in Atlanta now with the Braves. They have mm-hmm. a very similar setup there, where the stadium's there, and then they have this little like town built around it, where they have restaurants and mm-hmm. affordable housing okay. and all this other nice. stuff. Nice. Yeah, so it's similar to that. And I had been there. But uh, yeah, it, it was awesome. Like too. Yeah, it was so. It was a really, really awesome experience, uh, and it makes me think because MetLife Stadium is just a dump. I hate it. So it's a silver rectangle. It's <laughs> such a terrible, like, oh, uh, so bad. Has no personality whatsoever. Um, so being there, I kind of felt like, wow, you know, we should have something like this here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's awesome. Every dollar they spent is was worth it. I think. Just I know it was an expensive place to build, but it was it was a really really. They cool did it with place. one owner. The the Giants yeah. and the Jets needed two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Rectangle. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. I'd, so, I'll never I'll never let let that live. They get two billionaires and they come up with that. There's just. And they didn't put the roof. That was always the thing for me. That was their stopping point. They spent one point three billion on the stadium, but an extra. I think it was going to cost like half of half a million, five hundred thousand for the roof. No, we're we're good. Well, we won't do that. I, I believe that was a Mara thing. I think the were the Giants. They wanted to continue the uh, playing in the elements of uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was re- going to be retractable, so you could have do that if mm. you want to. Yeah, like it wasn't. I don't, uh, but I don't know if like the legal allow. Like it's it's like. Um, I know for baseball, come World Series time, if the building has a retractable roof, it's up to the league to, um, if it's open or closed. Hmm. That was a thing during the World Series and the ALCS, like Major League Baseball has control over the roof. So it was, it was, a, it was a very interesting topic of conversation. So I don't know if the NFL has something like that where they dictate. Because I would, I, I would imagine if the building has a roof, then uh, it'll never be open, to be honest with you. <laughs> it, it just won't be. Why would they no, ever I have don't... it open in January? I don't know. Like, I think 
Well, yeah, maybe not in the winter months. You're right. Maybe not in the winter months. And that's part of part of playing in the Northeast. That's part of the deal, right? Like, yeah, you, you, yeah. teams are coming to the elements. You they know, want that right. advantage over Dallas right. and Tampa. We saw well, we saw what happened in the playoffs to a team like the Dolphins, right? They're yeah. obviously Miami. They had to go yeah. to Kansas City, and it was freaking freezing. <laughs> Yeah. That day. And, well, that was also so. abnormally cold. Like mustaches were freezing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a little much. <laughs> Let's not act like that was normal weather. No, but that. But again, that's part, of it. <laughs> that's part of it, though, right? That it can be like cold like yeah, that. That's in this time of year. Did you know? And, uh, originally, when they were building Arrowhead and Coughlin Stadium, they were going to give it, both stadiums the same retractable roof. Yes. That's why they're built I next to that. each other. Yeah. They're supposed to be rails that connect the building, so the roof would go between the wow. buildings. They just never actually did it, but that was the original concept: a roof shared between the two buildings. That's crazy. You kind of wish All they these... did it. You know, it's one. The Dodgers originally, before they moved out of Brooklyn, the the big plan was to build this like futuristic dome stadium that no one ever saw. That was one of the plans until uh, Mister uh, what's his name, uh, who's the, the the racist stare guy. Uh, Moses, Ricky? Robert Moses, Robert oh. Moses. He uh, he helped nix the Dodgers in Brooklyn. He was part of that. So sounds like him. Yeah. Yes. But he built our interstate system. So there you go. He, he did that. <laughs> Try beat a pregnant woman in a park, though. Not very fun. <laughs> <laughs> he was a spiteful man. He was real. <laughs> if you don't know about Robert Moses, look him up. He's a very interesting man. It's well I have to look that him. up then. Yeah, yeah, basically one man built the entire like infrastructure within New York City and was like uh, arguably one of the like most evil people that ever walked the face yeah, of the Yeah, wasn't a nice guy. <laughs> he he does he does have a park on Long Island and a causeway named after him though. Yeah. <laughs> that hasn't been changed yet. I guess people haven't got caught wind of all the how bad he was as a guy because right, nobody outside of New York cares exists. and no one inside New York really cares. Like he's dead. Who gives a shit? He's like, yeah, forget about it. He got what he deserves. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're here super bowl sunday we have our teams san francisco 49ers kansas city chiefs um and the dallas texans huh? they were the team dallas normally texans. known as the dallas texans yes yes kansas city chiefs that's crazy i forgot about that Good okay, pull. before we get into a crazier side note the Niners logo actually inspired the Chiefs logo. The uh, Mr. Hunt, the owner of the Chiefs, saw the Niners logo and thought, "Oh, what if I put overlapping letters inside of a, a, a spearhead instead of an oval?" And that's how he came up with the logo. That's it's crazy. Funny. I know. I came with that. I found that one to be a Chris Kramer sports. You <laughs> know that, uh, that cool. Mr. Jones and the Hunt family are neighbors in Dallas. That's funny. That's uh, interesting. They don't live in Texas. Uh, uh, Kansas. They don't live. They they don't live in Kansas City. They live in Dallas. Still, in Kansas City, Missouri, at least. Hmm. There you go. I'm finding out all these fun tidbits, guys. And Thanks. Bill lives a block away. <laughs> it's a long block from where I live to uh, <laughs> Highland Park down in Dallas. And uh, yeah. So. Let's quickly let's do our picks and then we'll talk about foods and and you know uh, the spreads we might have okay. yeah the spreads yeah. we might have tomorrow for mm. the Super Bowl but let's do our picks so Pete who do you have I I have Kansas City winning the, the Super Bowl but I'm actually pick I want San Francisco to win but I think Kansas City will win 
Okay. So do I, you want to do you want to throw a score on it or no? Just I'm gonna go. I'm gonna twenty seven thirteen Kansas City. Oh wow. Okay. So a pretty dominating win for them. Yeah, I, I, I'm pulling for San Francisco. I just, I, I can't. It's hard to pick against Mahomes. I'm actually picking against Donna Kelsey. <laughs> to be brutally honest, I'm so tired of Donna Kelsey. Okay, Bill, who do you have tomorrow? Well, I am extremely biased, but I'm trying not to be. Just like I talked about, you know, trying to be reasonable about Coach McCarthy and all that. Um, I am pulling for. As I said, the team formerly known as the Dallas Texans, the Chiefs, I think I am not going to, and I am not going to pull against or bet against Pat Mahomes because right. they looked not good most of the, the regular season. And they've just come to playoffs and, you know, and just He's turned magic. it on. That, that Baltimore game was really impressive. I, I think it's, I think it's a game like the Baltimore game. Um, Give me, I'll take Kansas City 23, um, the San Francisco 49ers 16. Okay. All right. Um, I've thought hard about this matchup, actually. Uh, There are reasons that I, there are reasons that I don't want the Chiefs to win just because I'm kind of tired of them. Um, They're getting to that point now where they're there all the time and, I just, yeah. I'm, dynasty, I'm with bro. you. I, I you know, it. like I want it'd be nice to see, but another team win. But then I'm like, I've seen San Francisco win plenty in my life as well. So <laughs> there's really not, you know, it kind of balances each other out. Um, I'm a big Christian McCaffrey fan, so I'm pulling for San Francisco. I'd like to see him him win. I think he's the I think he's the MVP of the league. Uh, you know. No, with all due respect to Lamar Jackson, super, supremely talented guy, uh, fun yeah. to watch. I'll give that, give him that. But when you take McCaffrey out of that offense, to me, it's just completely pedestrian. It just drops down a full. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, so I'm I'm rooting for San Francisco, but yeah, I'm like you guys. I can't pick against Mahomes and Reed in this kind of a game. Uh, he's just every time. The only time he didn't was the 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 Bucks Super Bowl and then when they played Tampa Bay, yeah. but his offensive line was banged up. Yeah, no and, offensive line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was running for his life that day. Uh but if he if he has time, he's gonna find a way. And I just think it's gonna happen again. I'm gonna say twenty seven twenty uh is the final score. Mm-hmm. I think San Francisco I think it's gonna be a good game. It has a chance, I think, to be a classic. Uh was because, the first one a classic? I don't remember. This is a rematch, so I know different quarterbacks for the Niners. San Francisco uh, choked it away for the yeah. Beyond right, I think they, what they yeah, uh, they were up Garoppolo. they were up by ten and with five minutes left or something like that. Yeah, and Garoppolo and, missed that deep. He just yeah. missed that deep. Yeah, yeah. Deep, I think when no. it continued the drive, it was like third down. Yeah, it was that was the big play of the game. So, yep. Yeah. So um, I do think I think Brock Purdy gets a lot of crap. I mean, I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I think I said to, I've said many times he reminds me of Chad Pennington. He gets he's very accurate, gets the ball when it, where it needs to be. Throws that's a, very a good comparison. He, yeah. I, yeah. I, OK, that's cool. I was actually going to say here he, he's like a Trent Dilfer type. But he just he, he's a little but, better, I think, than Dilfer. You know, he's he's a little, managed the game, yeah. but like let the defense take care of all, all the dirty work. You know, I'm thinking so, of the Ravens. So 
It's also like a suit in these games. If it's not a matchup of like, you know, mega quarterbacks, you usually kind of side with the better quarterback. And Mahomes is just, he's yeah, the I, best player in the league. You, you can't argue with, yeah. <laughs> with how elite yeah. that guy plays and at such a high level. So it's tough to go against the best player in the game, but um, you know, I just, I, I'd like to see the Niners win. It's been a while. And Mahomes and, is a Texas boy. He's from, you know, Tyler yeah. area. He's not far away. And, his old man Look, just I made hear the news with his third DUI. Yeah. In, 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 yeah. So. yeah, Pete, bring I up hear. the bring up the sad stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, to be I honest, you, uh... think about it. No one's talked about it sports wise. It's it's crazy how you know the, the week of the Super Bowl he gets they arrested. And they it's not mentioned. Talk, they if they're going to talk about his family, they'll talk about his his crazy brother and his wife. You know, always it, which is interesting because usually the negative stuff is the stuff that gets blown out and it's a distraction, yeah. right? But no one's mentioned anything about the father, which I found very interesting. I, um, I hear y'all, you know, pull for San Francisco. It just, I had, there's no, I, I despise that team with the intensity of a thousand <laughs> sons dying at once. Uh, so that's just the history, you know, there's no, no way. I understand, I, I understand the history. Yes. I understand the history. I, if, if yeah, I, I can't ever root for the Astros. If I really I thought they would, I, time. yeah, <laughs> I, I really think that I, I do think that, um, Kansas City. I mean, honestly, if I thought Kansas City or San Francisco would win, I would I would be honest with my pick. But yeah, I you know for all the reasons we've all said, I, I got to go Kansas City. Yeah. All right. So we have the picks. Now let's talk about the eats because we all all three of us like our food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we share our food picks with the world. At least I know I do. I know Pete. You do. Yes. Pete, it's funny. I was watching. Um, Pitmasters before oh, we started show. the show. Yes, the show. barbecue Pitmasters. So yeah, and I, Pete loves to smoke. And I, well, I will be in the pit this weekend. I'm going to be making some ribs for Sunday, so I'm, I'm excited to do that. Okay. I don't know what type of ribs. I, I might. I may just uh, get a little creative. I'm feeling a little sweet, so definitely some honey and brown sugar will be involved in that. But uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some ribs for Super Bowl Sunday. My my brother is actually he, Mikey's actually cooking, which is a rare occurrence in our in our uh, in our family. So he's he's making some kind of tater tot dish or whatever for like ground beef and some you kind got, of different um, tachos, something like that. You always have a when you do ribs, mm. always a sauce with the ribs. Depends. Sometimes okay. I, I like to mix it up. I don't, I don't mind a dry rub. I I, okay. I like I like a dry rub. I like wet ribs. You know, and all that matters is that it falls off the bone. Texas is like, <laughs> you know, Texas barbecue is no sauce that's, traditionally. Yes, that's, so, that's, yeah. Carolina barbecue, I believe, is the sauce. I like Kansas different. City I do like, I like different kinds. I like the Carolina. I like the Kansas City. I like the Memphis. So, yeah. I know Chicago barbecue is propane. I know that much. <laughs> okay. So, there you I go. He's propane up there in Chicago yeah. for barbecue. All right, Bill. So, what about you? Are, are you gumboing or no? I am not gumboing this time. All right. Uh, I am. I was. I said it off air. I'd sent Eric a link. I have become obsessed with this um, meat church company out of. Did you just find them? I just found him recently because okay. he started doing uh, Matt Pittman. This is Matt Pittman. You know, <laughs> the Pittman. He was born, he, born to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's just Wax is just south. You know, just a little south of Dallas. Uh, it's less probably take me an hour to get there, or less if I went. I'm, I'm gonna go. To, I want to go to their their setup down there. But he um, started doing a, a radio spot every other Wednesday on the sports station I listen to here in Dallas. So 
I, I had known about, you know, I've heard of him, but I, so when he came on and I went, you know, he talked and I went to the website and he has all these recipes. They're fantastic. Mm, so very good. I've been, I've been doing those. So I'm doing a, 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 a smoked Texas chili, but I'm doing, um, I'm going Turkey instead of, instead of beef. And it'll have, I'm in fact, I've got a, I've got a Turkey loin that I'm going to smoke today. Then I'm going to, I'm going to dice it up. And then I have Turkey sausage, which is Turkey breakfast sausage and then ground Turkey and putting that in there. I'm going to use no beans, right? In Texas chili. Texas chili traditionally has no beans. I, my grandmother was from Louisiana. Okay. Mm -hmm. I grew up in Southeast Texas. We had beans in our Groves, rice. Texas. Groves, we had, Texas. We had Groves, Texas. We had be uh, beans in our rice. We had, we had, <laughs> we put beans in our chili there, and we had it on rice, which is a no-no in all the other parts of Texas. So, is that a Cajun thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. My grandmother's Louisiana, so I got I got a lot of that in me still. So I'm doing the chili, and that's gonna uh, smoke. The chili is unbelievable. And uh, fantastic! I'm gonna do some smoked um, jalapeno balls, jalapeno cheddar balls, and a beer queso. All of this I found on Meat Church. So yeah. All right, I want to come to both of your places because <laughs> it, it sounds fantastic. You actually, you actually can if you want. <laughs> That's true. I it's could. not that far. Away. It's not that far. Um, I'm doing a beer queso as well. Uh, something I've done in the past and I like, I like it. So I'm going to do that as well. Um, I'm also going to make some Louisiana dry rub wings. Uh, I'm going to, you okay. know, yep. Going to do a little bit of that because I haven't made you wings do your own rub or you do a uh, Tony Chasserie or uh, how you do your, you make your own rub. Yeah. I put together okay. my own seasonings. I have all the different ones okay. I want. So I just put awesome. them together and, awesome. and do my own. Yeah. So yeah. these are German barbecue wings. <laughs> it's funny that you say that, Bill. I was just looking at the uh, the Meat Church link that you sent yeah. me, and they have a thing for a Mexican schnitzel. Oh, that's right under mm. your yeah. <laughs> So I was like, ah, I need to try this one yeah. because... <laughs> you got to. You got yeah, to. Yeah, it looks interesting. And I actually have veal, so I could do it. Uh, I bought some veal last week, so I could, could I'll do it. I want to see pictures of that. Yeah, for sure. All right. I will I'll do great. it because it does. It sounds fantastic. So I'll do that. But yeah, that's probably it. What I'm going to do uh, this year. Uh, if I was having more people, I would do more things, but I'm not. So no, that sounds good. I'm just going to be making all that. Oh, man. I well, can't wait. See what Sunday. It's like Christmas Eve almost. <laughs> it's a, it's nothing but buffalo <laughs> buffalo sauce, sour cream, cheese, and chicken, right? Like, the in some form or another. <laughs> Yeah, it's the only sporting event that we have that, like the whole country, whether you're watching the game or from something else, yeah, will stop and watch. Well, it, it, you um, got the food, you got the commercials, you have the game. There's, it's the one sporting event that it, it literally has something for everybody. To be honest, you don't. Is anyone here an Usher fan? I'm an Usher fan, so I'm looking forward to the halftime show. But yeah, yeah, I like okay. Usher. I mean, I grew up with Usher. That was, that was right. like he was I know, like the R&B king Usher. of my childhood. I know his music. I'm not a hater, so. Yeah, I will watch. I, I usually like to watch the halftime shows. So, uh, I it's yeah. funny. I know we're moving on to, to the to the more genre geek nerd stuff, but um, I, it's funny watching the Super Bowl. I remember when it was like a twelve o'clock noon game, 
and it was That's just wild. crazy any, to me. <laughs> any, I remember the 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 '76 Super Bowl, Super Bowl ten. It was the Cowboys and Pittsburgh. That's the one you always see that famous Lynn Swan catch. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. over Charlie Waters. Um, the Cowboys should have won, but anyway, um, that was uh, <laughs> that was at noon, and there was not a lot of fanfare. You didn't have the Super Bowl party parties, you know. That um, to me, just that was kind of that started being like a thing that came to be like late '80s, and then really mm. became a uh, just a phenomenon in through the '90s. So we're talking well, 30, yeah. 40 years ago. That's still a long, long time away. But it's just how it how it merged through my my life. You know, I am fifty eight. This is Super Bowl fifty eight. So mm-hmm. there is. I don't remember when you know the the I don't remember Super Bowl one and two of course, but <laughs> I remember if you're those sober, early. I'm, go out driving during halftime. It's 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 like I am legend out there. Like everyone's in the I'm side. Sure, yeah, it's crazy. Like it, I, I've done it once I, once or twice. It's it's. I remember. Of, it's kind of uh, God, this was early. I remember Pitts, the Pittsburgh um, uh, Viking Super Bowl at Rice Stadium in, in Houston. Which was like at noon. It was noon and raining in Houston. It was just it wasn't a big deal back then. So it's and it's just but like Eric reminded me of that saying it's just it's such an event yeah. in the United States and probably not just the United States. You know, the people are watching it all over the world and it's it should be a holiday. Shouldn't it just be a damn holiday? The day after should be yes. a holiday. Should be. Monday yes. Should be. Monday should be a holiday. But you know what they're trying to do though? They're trying to make it get the extra game. So they can push it out to next weekend, and then you have President's Day as the day after the ah, Super Bowl. There you go. Yeah, and you have I'm the day off. That. Yeah. So that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of crazy stuff with the Super Bowl. Like we didn't have a halftime show until Fox decided to show In Living Color. Remember the sketch comedy show? Yeah. And everyone turned off to watch that, and the NFL's like, uh, uh-uh. uh. And they got Michael Jackson to do the halftime show, and then no way. Yeah, and now That's we have. Was. Yeah, it was Jim Carrey and in Living Color. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I lo- we could talk about that. Different. I love that show. That show. Was oh fantastic. no, it's great, but it's just funny. But, that's that's kind of what uh, you know cause and effect. Yeah. So yeah, so Michael Jackson, which at the time is not surprising, is the reason why we have the halftime show. I'm sure Janet's really happy about <laughs> yeah, that. It's a classic <laughs> one. Oh, Janet, Janet, yeah, that's a classic one too. Yeah. <laughs> And it, yes, it is. <laughs> I don't remember the game. I remember the boob. Yeah. Oh man, that was that right, was so let's uh, do a... Carolina, Carolina, and the Patriots, right? I think so. Yeah. In okay. Houston. There we go. Reliance, they, Jake DeWall. Sorry. I'm getting no, sports let's, let's do a little bit of the geeky stuff because we're not, we're not going to stay on all day. But let's do a little bit of the geeky stuff because right. that's what we're, the show's known for. Let's get let's uh, let's piss some people off. I want to apologize out there for the fans who don't like the sports talk. <laughs> uh, fast forward. Well, you're not going to hear this anyway. I'll put a note. You guys can fast forward past if you just want to hear the. I basically Rob Myers. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who used to like football, but doesn't anymore. Anyway, I think he used to like DC comics at one point too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a different topic for a different time. Oh, love you, Rob. Yes. It's his birthday, actually. Happy birthday, Rob. Big 50, big 5-0, too. Really? Yes. Milestone for Rob. Wow. So. Still has the heart of a 14-year-old. God bless him. <laughs> so happy birthday. Happy birthday to Rob Myers. 
All right, so let's start with a, with a Batman 66 story. So Adam West, as we know, the iconic actor who played Batman and is probably one of the reasons, I know he's probably one of the reasons I'm here because uh, <laughs> that's the show that I grew up on and started my love for the character, which is crazy enough. But um, he was hesitant to play Batman at first, but then he read the script and there was a comical scene and I'll read it. And he spoke about it. He said in the script, Batman had just entered a restaurant in full costume and was telling the Mater D he preferred to sit at the bar instead of the table since I shouldn't wish to attract attention. What was funny wasn't only the concept of this man in a flashy cowl and cape, honestly thinking he could be inconspicuous. What made the script and the character work was the scrupulously formal language that made you believe he believed it. And I think we all could agree that that's kind of what that show was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think it's great that it's the one thing that uh, kind of turned people off about the show decades later was the was the reason Adam West signed on for it. Like, I mean, I went through a phase right in like 66 because it was goofy and lighthearted. Right. Like I went through that. I feel like a lot of Batman fans my age. Go I think all the shutting yeah, phase of 66, it. you know, and uh, it's really the humor. And I guess the era is really what propelled that show to just crazy heights because it was unlike anything. I feel like we, we you know, we've seen you know superman with george reeves was very serious yep you know at time it, batman towed the line of goofiness but serious in various ways especially in season one there's a lot of like care and effort by the time they get to season three it's it's gone the way of fonzie and it's jumping the shark right you know just season one was very special there's a lot of, especially hey diddle diddle yeah. you know which was the episode they're mm-hmm. referencing there um yeah that might arguably be the greatest sh- episode in the history of the show, uh, the first one. But uh, it was so, <laughs> you know, when he walks into that bar, they're, they're, he's not very inconspicuous. But it's there's something about I don't know that that the element of the the daylight night that where he pulls it off, he really does. There's there's something about the charisma that Adam West had that he just he made you believe that a man could walk outside in tights. With his pot belly and fight crime. <laughs> I well, that was the whole thing with. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Go I, ahead I, I was going to say I I don't think it would have worked with Lyle Wagoner, who was also you know up for that that part. Mm-hmm. You, you can even see the screen test. Um, but I'm like Eric. That's why it's why I'm a Batman fan, and I went through. Mine was more of a denial than like that than hate because I really knew inside that I loved it. Mm-hmm. And that Adam West was my first Batman, but you know you have that—that's not Batman. Batman is dark and serious, and blah blah blah. But I think we've all came around. All like we, everybody's coming around for the for the most part. Everybody's coming around to appreciate that incarnation of Batman. Yeah, yeah. I mean i I own most of the series. I think no, I actually own all the series. But if it's it's on a TV, I'll still stop and watch it. Like if I'm flipping through the channels and it's on, even though I could watch it whatever I want, it's still something that I'll I'll sit and watch. So yeah, that was uh that's an interesting story. I didn't know I didn't know that. So I always love when when Pete sends me things that I didn't I, that educate it's, me a little bit. <laughs> it's nice to get some Adam West content on the show. You know, like we're we're so stuck in the DCU James Gunn headspace that when something like this pops up, it's very refreshing. You know, just there are other incarnations of Batman. <laughs> yes, we can watch other things. We don't have to wait for someone to make something that's not made yet. Yes. So. Gunn spoke, he spoke about a lot this week, uh, but he 
released a quote. Um, so I'll read the quote and we could talk about that. Uh, one year ago today, Peter Safran and I introduced our DC slate for the first time. Thanks to all of you for the support you've given us throughout the year. Today, Superman Legacy is about to start production. Episodes of Creature Commandos are being finished that will release later this year. At least two more projects are gearing up to go in the next couple of months. Amazing scripts keep coming in and incredible talent are being attached to new projects. Planned and unplanned. Thank you. Then someone asked him about um, Batman Brave and the Bold and will they wait? until Matt Reeves' Batman is finished to release it. And he said, no, (laughs) or not exactly. So, Bill, you just wrote an article on this. So I'll let you lead this this one about the Batman angle of it. Um, Um, I have lots of thoughts about James Gunn and the DCU. But when the, you know, Batman's my main concern. I think... I, no, I don't think. I believe with all, every bit of my 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 five my being is that I think Batman that Batman can wait until Reeves is done because Reeves is not going to go on and on and on. I mean, let's be honest; it'll probably be finished twenty eight, twenty nine at the latest with with part three of the Batman, and mm-hmm. that's only four or five years from now, you know. Mm-hmm. Also, let's. Uh, I don't think they should just. Have, I know we got Joker and Buffett Joker's running around, and I'm all about the Elseworlds brand, but you know, with Batman, Batman the character, I think there's maybe should be a little leeway. I'm not saying, uh, you know, at least wait till Reeves is done until you introduce this new incarnation of, of Batman, but they're not going to do that. He's already said they're not going to wait, so I guess mm-hmm. it's a moot point. But we do, I, I like I, I say, I, at Batman on film, I will beat a dead. We beat dead horses here at Batman on film, so <laughs> that is my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of, I kind of feel the same way about it, only because it seems to confuse the general public when you have more than one, or it confuses them when you don't have more than one and you just finish another one and then you do a new story and they're like, is that continuing on from the previous one or mm-hmm. is it brand new? Like, I think that always comes into play when you're talking about, um, especially because we've had a few Batman on film. So I think if you do it at the same time, I guess in, maybe in a way it won't because they're like, it's, clearly it's not connected to the other one. But I don't know. I feel like. I agree with you. I feel like he should wait until Reeves is done. Reeves started it first. Like he got, he was made the first film, let him finish his story. And then you could tag whatever they're doing in the DCU. If it's successful, you know, you'll have the opportunity Mm -hmm. to have Batman maybe at the end this time. Like, I don't understand why he can't wait, but I mean, I get it. You know, it's, he, he wants to have that Batman part of it as soon as possible. Um, but Hey, I'm not making the decisions. Sorry, Pete. Sure. Go ahead. I, I actually, I think this is incredibly disrespectful to Matt Reeves. I think they should wait for him to finish. Um, personally, because Matt Reeves, Batman has actually gone up against a multiple Batman, right? Like he, we've, the, I, I bring this up all the time. The flash had multiple Batman in it. And one of them was uh, the original uh, OG cinematic Batman. No one cared, right? Like, so like Matt Reeves' Batman has already gone up against a multiple, another version of Batman and that movie tanked and no one cared. Um, I just, I think the, I think they're, 
again, just making the same mistakes they made the first time. Um, I don't know why they're going back and retrying what failed so quickly as opposed to just taking their time. And, you know, this is my problem with the DCU in general. Like, again, it just seems like it's BVS all over again where there's just tons of characters in the movie. And we'll see if, you know, while Gunn is a better writer than the previous regime, right? We'll see what happens. It's just, to me, there's way too many similarities. I... I'm just very nervous because I, I really think if Superman Legacy bombs, it's the nail in the coffin. It's going to be the end of Superman and DC on film. Like, you know, if you want to tell me I'm too negative, if you want to stop listening to the show because you're tired of hearing me say this, I don't know what to tell you. I could lie to you and throw smoke up your ass and tell you it's great and how I'm really excited and all that jazz, but it's not. I have a lot of concerns, and uh, you know, I've been. I feel like you know we've been covering this beat for a while, and you know we have the experience and we have the knowledge, and you know especially on this show, me and Eric don't lie to you. A lot of shows like to flip flop, tell you one thing on one show, go see a movie, and then <laughs> tell you two weeks later it sucks. You know I, I, we're not yeah. going to do that here. That's just not how we roll. Um, so I mean, you could choose who you want to listen to, just but you know just know where we we come from the heart. Like none of this is malicious or you know with intent, but we're just I'm concerned specifically myself. I just. Everything about the DCU just seems to me like it's being, again, too much too soon, considering, you know, you're just doing, you know, the same thing you tried to do last time and that didn't work. I think you got to try something new differently, especially now with the way the audience has changed and their way they're reacting to these movies. You're, I feel like you're making a decision you should have made 10 years ago. The cool, well, I'll say one of the cool things about the DCU is it, it's not just all live action. So I think the fact that they're including like the story of the animated stuff is going to tie into it. Um, I like that angle. And in that vein, Creature it's Commandos. What if, is, though, right? You're right. But Creature Commandos is leading mm-hmm. this one. Um, that's the first thing we're going to get. And how many people are going to watch that, though? Well, that that's the other thing. Like, I don't. It's hard to it's hard to sell movies sometimes with with live action actors. Yeah. Um, you know, it's <laughs> and now you're having a cartoon lead this thing. And yeah, there's voice actors in all that will know there will hear them and will know, but we don't really know the characters and now you're not giving us faces, they're just animated characters we just have to hear their voices. Um it's definitely a risky risky thing. Bill, what do you think about that creature commandos and the way they chose I, to I am that is one of the projects that I'm interested in only because the the concept appeals to me. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of it being part of a shared universe. If it was more of a one off thing, you know, it was like um, I know it's animated, but if it was like done like Doom Patrol, you know, which was it was its own thing. Mm-hmm. But I am interested in watching it because I like I said, I, I I was a kid. I liked the old Universal horror movies than you know the mm-hmm. universal monsters so sure having this kind of you know because i'm not familiar with the i wasn't familiar with with the uh property until uh, it came out so i will watch it but i'm watching it more for it itself and i'm hoping it's self more self-contained and i'm not watching it just so i can later on find out uh you know it's sowing seeds for superman legacy or whatever you know so that's that's just where that's where I stand on it. And I, but I agree with Pete, Pete, you know, who's going to watch that. So I don't know what the audience will be. I mean, personally, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't strike me as something I'm going to, I'm watching, you know, like, you know, it takes me a while to get to like something like, what if, you know, that that's where this is for me. It's like, 
it's cool it's all right but like i don't know these characters i don't really care about this bride of frankenstein thing or rick flag's dad like it's it's i, I may check it out i may not there you know there's so much capes content out there right now i can really pick and choose what i what i can and what i can fit into my schedule like i i've been meaning to watch echo haven't found the time to do that right you know well amanda waller's in it um viola davis is voicing amanda waller in it and um weasel is in it as well so we get, there's two characters in this that we've seen before being voiced by the people being voiced by the people who played them in live action um so that that's what that's an interesting angle mm-hmm. uh, i think i think what gun is relying on is the fact that he did guardians of the galaxy and it was a hit and he, the suicide squad was a critical hit even though no one went to see it but pe- the critics still loved it so i think he's banking on the fact that i've already done two kind of off the way properties and it was successful so people are going to come watch because i'm attached to it and i'm doing it and it's me and that's what i think he's banking on uh whether that's true or not i don't know but i i do again because i don't know much about this ip i'm gonna watch it because it's just an interesting different thing for me to to latch on to but am i the only person who didn't care about the cgi raccoon like i don't give two two craps about rocket like i could care less (laughs) everyone always brings up james gunn made me care about a raccoon and a plant and i'm like i I I care less about either of them i I don't care i enjoyed most of those you know i two of the three the first and the last one i liked yeah the most but i I never was like emotionally invested with the tree or the raccoon you know i just (laughs) the tree doesn't say anything for me to actually know him so like i can't get i don't think james you know to piggyback about what eric said i don't think and this is no i'm not trying to you know disown james gunn because i'm actually a fan i've liked a lot of his stuff but he's not a director he's not a nolan that people go see a film because the director who did it you know, so I don't know if he's if he's doing what Eric says, like, well, I've done this and then I'm a tat, you know, it's my name on it. I don't know if he's going to it has the weight like people went and saw Oppenheimer, a freaking historic, a, a, a slow moving historical movie with a lot of with, with a lot of dialogue into a freaking huge hit. I mean, yeah. so, <laughs> yeah. But and what's up with that? What's I? The beef with Nolan. Oh, I don't, beef? I know Pete talks Look, about it all the time. It, it, it stems back from Eric's swimming days. It's actually more about Jonathan than it is Chris. It, it, it goes all the way back to uh, uh, Stephanie Struthers, <laughs> Eric's ex-girlfriend in college. Jonathan what? had a fling with her. Eric went up there to UMass. There was a big fight. Nolan, I think Chris punched Eric in the eye. It's 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 a big whole thing. But you know, it's, Eric used to date uh, oh. Sally Struthers' uh, sister Stephanie in college. And uh, it, it was it was a whole mess. But, you know, that's that's, you know, just if you uh, go on Twitter, just search hashtag the beef. I would and you'll find all of Eric's stories there. It's I actually love... more of a Jonathan. But because Chris was there, Chris got involved. I would love to spend a day in your brain, Pete, and just kind of walk around but... and see how things come together. Yeah, it's interesting. But Eric and Stephanie Struthers were a thing. Uh, it's, no, it's not beef. Uh, no, I I've. I like most of his films. There are some yeah. that I didn't like. Obviously, there are some that I I thought Oppenheimer was good. I didn't think I don't think it's as great as people say, but it doesn't. That's my opinion. Rises. Um, 
But you know, my, a, you know what I'm saying? That, that he's yeah. <laughs> people went and saw it because yes. it was a Chris Nolan film. Yes. That's that's the point. Yeah. So yes, people will go see films with his name on it. People will go see films with Denny's name, Denny Villeneuve, whatever. People will stream movies with some people's name on it. <laughs> people people will go see a Martin Scorsese movie because yeah. they're directors that are revered and loved. Um, I I think in Gun's head though, in this space, he feels that way. That's what I think because yeah, it's I the comic book space. Yeah, I, agree. I think he feels that people are going to go see this because it's a James Gunn production, and they're going to want to watch it because I did it. In this space, he's top dog right now. Yeah, he just is. There's no denying it. And I, I, I know, like I, I, I do have confidence in him, but it's just, it's. I'm just cautiously optimistic, and I know a lot of people are going to say I'm not optimistic at all, but like I, I really want <laughs> Superman Legacy to be good. Like I like all these movies. I, there's very few things I don't enjoy, but as you, again, I'm just. With everything riding on this movie, it has to be a hit. It, it's, yeah. it's got to be. I'm sorry. Superman Legacy has to work because if it doesn't, it has to. not only does it end Superman, but I think it ends this entire slate. And I, I bet you if Zaslov's still in charge, somebody's going to get fired fast. It's just, I don't think this guy's messing around. I don't think he's going to wait around. I just, if it doesn't work, I think he's going to move on. I think, And I think we've seen that from him, whether it's, he thinks it's a good movie or a bad movie. If it's not in his plans, Zaslov's just going to axe it. I don't care if you think that DC Studios is uh, separate from Warner Brothers. It still runs underneath one man, and that's that guy. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we didn't put it on the slate for this show, but what's going on with Coyote versus Acme, we're seeing that again. We just saw it with Batgirl. That, yeah. Yeah. It's just, and, and it now, keeps going back and forth with that movie. Yeah. At least Batgirl was dead upon arrival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, know? I mean, you're right. He does. He seems to be if something, he doesn't wait. He doesn't seem to want to give things time to breathe. If it doesn't work off the top, I think he's going to be like, yeah, we're not doing this. I just don't think fans are stressing how much Superman uh, Legacy needs to be a smash hit. It can't do modest. It's got to make some major money. And I'm kind of with you. And Bill, I know you probably feel the same way Pete does about having all the characters in Superman Legacy. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you kind of do. Yeah. I'm kind of, and I kind of, I, I'm kind of there with you guys, but I need to hear more about the film first before I can say, okay, well, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. 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 It's just I just that, need to hear more about it. Yeah. It's that I was excited and cause I do like Superman and I want a good Superman movie. And that's the key thing there. A Superman movie. I'm mm-hmm. not just, I'm not a fan of having Green Lantern and Hawk girl and all these other characters in it. And Let's be honest. The the reason they're in it, I know Gunn has said like, well, they're part of the story, blah blah. Well, they're in there because they're helping set up this shared universe. If there wasn't sure. a shared universe, they wouldn't be in it. So this isn't right. going to be a one-off appearance for these characters. We'll, we will no, see. No, I mean, no, none of them. And well, maybe if Superman Legacy doesn't do well. So well, yeah, um, that's true. And I just think that fans, I try not. I tried. Yeah, if we all have our our opinions and our sensibilities and i try to when i do write stuff and i say stuff i try to do it to what's best for of course with batman on film first but uh it goes for the other dc stuff secondly is that i just so with superman so quick the solo how about just making the solo movie and let's see how it goes and it has so much writing on it like pete says and Superman has not done, I mean, Man of Steel, which I will defend and, and really enjoy underperformed. Uh, of course, Superman Returns did. So we're, this is like another 
go at Superman when the the track record is just hasn't been good. I don't know how it's going to be, um, how the general audience is going to respond, especially coming so quick after. Not that you know Cavill is some iconic Superman, but it's relatively. He was around, even though Man of Steel was, you know, 11, uh, yeah. 11 years ago. He was around long enough. I don't remember. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, I that's just that's that's just me, and I'm trying to I'm trying, I'm coming from a place. What, what's what's best for DC and these characters? So, sure. If you people that, don't agree, I get it. That's where I am. I I want what's best for the characters. I, I it's not necessarily what I want. It, it's about what works best on the screen for movie and people want to be like, these characters are, they're in comic books. They work together. Blah, blah, blah. Like I get that, but I just, I don't know if right now it is the right time to try to rebuild the shared universe. I think you got to pivot a little bit. I think the MCU's pivoting. They're, they're adjusting on the fly. You've seen that with daredevil. You've seen that with, uh, you know, with, with their slate going forward, the Iger's not happy. They're cutting down on Disney plus, the uh-huh. way the the way the genre is being watched has changed. It's not the same as it was sure. through the Avengers run. It, it just isn't. You have to admit that. And if people like Justin don't want to admit that, that's not true. And they just <laughs> think you could shove another thing down someone's throat and it's going to be fine. I think you have to look at it with uh, the perspective of what is best for the character, what is best for the genre, and not what I want to see. And I think that is the biggest problem with some fans is they I, want to see this instead of yes. what's the best thing for the character. Because if I, this isn't the best for Superman 100%. and it crashes, you're going to wait a long time before you see Superman again. That's and we, all none of us fandom. Want that. And, you know, we, we put our fandom fans aren't rational. Let's, and I, you know, and I include myself in that as well. Fan no matter what fandom fanatic. is. <laughs> you know, this, whatever fandom it is, it's, but I, you know, we let our, I want to see this. And I'd also say to, to people like, you know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Sure. You, it, don't, don't use the old cliche of it. It works in the comics and it works in animation. It's just the execution. And but you got to factor in, this is the third, the third, this is not Spider-Man or Batman where this is, it's proven re, you know, different. They've started over and it's worked every single time. S- Superman has not. You know, that that has to be taken in consideration. And I would hope people would, would you know. Because I don't even prescribe to Batman's Teflon anymore. Post Flash, I don't believe that. I That's saw where that. me, yes. You and I are different I, on I, that. I, I, I'm, I'm not until I can see, you know, uh, uh, this DCU Batman because I, the grounded, uh, the grounded armored Batman works so well with the general audience for whatever reason that I do think that the Nolan take on Batman is now considered what Batman is in, in terms of the general audience. Those movies have transcended the genre. They're bigger than what they are. Mm-hmm. People just relate to them for whatever reason. And the Reeves movie is close enough to the, the, to the style of Nolan. It's a little bit, probably it probably takes it to like the, the 10th degree, but it's, it's a little similar in how they, the, they approach it in a grounded, realistic sense. And we've it's seen like James Bond in a way. Yeah, you know, and it? we've because seen fantastical Batman Bond, just not yeah. work. And James I don't Bond know. has been around since the '60s, and mm-hmm. you haven't had any just very different takes on on James Bond. They've been similar. Yeah. Uh, I think the quality of the films 
have been that's a, that's a huge better from huge one problem too. Yeah, but I do think the Flash is a quality film. I think it's a better movie than like say like a BVS where it was another or a Justice League. I think it's better than those two movies. But I just I take a look at Batman in that fantastical, spectacular world that we saw, and while those movies weren't great and the story wasn't great, people still just they just didn't react to it. And I think the, I think the flash is a great movie. I think the story is great. I think the acting is great. That's what, like when you talk, when I talk about fantastic, like I see it, it's like, okay, BBS didn't work. People didn't like it, but no one went to see the flash. And I think that's really good. There's somewhere in between where this fantastical just, I don't know if the general audience just reacts to that. Well, whereas I've seen them now react to the Batman and this Nolan stuff. And I still, and I believe that the Nolan take has transcended and people think that is their, that is the bat. That is how Batman is thought of now. I really bring up. I bring up bond is that you're not bond. People still will go see a bond film. You're not going to make a James, Bond. you know that with the, whoever ends up playing James Bond now after Daniel Craig, they're not going to go, you know what? Let's do a, a let's do let's put James Bond in fighting aliens, you know, to do something different than what we've done before. That, that's not going to happen. The audience is used to the general audience is used to that, you know, what James the core of what James Bond has been for fifty plus years, sixty years almost. Mm-hmm. And and the in difference film. the difference there though, Bill, is people know Batman has been in things with fantastical type characters it just it just doesn't hasn't worked though. Yeah, that's yes, what, that's, that's right. fair. more so than james bond yeah yeah so I, I mean that's pete's talking about the flash i really liked the stuff in the flash where they had batman I, doing more yeah. fantastical things like that was a different thing that i hadn't seen um on film in a long time yeah. so and i enjoyed seeing that so for someone like me i love the character in all forms so for someone like mm-hmm. me I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next and what they, how they push, um, how they try to differentiate from themselves from the Nolan template. Nolan didn't only change the template for, for Batman. He changed it for everybody. I, yes. I see it across the genre. Now he made it so that people try and do more grounded, realistic takes. Yeah. I mean, and, look at the amazing Spider-Man. That's very influenced by Nolan and Batman. Because. Yeah. So, so I mean, and I, when it was happening, that was new, right? So we were like, oh, crap, this works. It's awesome. It's fun. Mm-hmm. He set a standard because those movies were so good. Yeah. So, and the general audience, like Pete says, now they expect that. They expect all Batman yes. to be like that Batman. And I, we've said it, Pete, we've said it before in the show. James Gunn has his work cut out for him. He really does. This is going to be. This is his toughest job yet. Yes. This is going to be a tough job for him to not only Superman Legacy, but whatever he does yeah he's you said it the the genre itself is kind of damaged right now um overall so and, he's and trying- I, I just it's too similar to what you did why are you again like if the shared universe thing for warner brothers and, and dc studios is inevitable they want it so badly they can't even taste they they they've never wanted anything so badly that they, they're dying just to do it they don't care that they just tried to do this i in my opinion it's like well, if, if the genre is changing if the audience is changing why are you not changing you know like why if instead of just like oh yeah the the dcu batman's coming out why don't you build up why don't you build up batman in like a thanos level so that's that's your big event you're building up to batman this way it's it's short cameos or something like that and that's how i would do it i would if i'm gonna have to do this shared universe thing because me personally i would just have them all make solo movies i really would because it's just I would just try something slightly different. I just, it, to me, it's too similar to what we just tried to do. 
And it's again, like things are changing, man. Like Batman returns, things change and you got to adapt. You know, if you go into the batter's box with the same approach into a bat, you're going to strike out like that. You've got, you've got to roll with the punches, man. Like, I'm sorry. Just that's it. You have to try something new. You have to be different from Marvel and Marvel's right now trying to be different from Marvel. Actually, Marvel's trying to rediscover themselves. They don't know what they are. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're trying to bring back Robert Downey Jr. And jo- Josh Brolin. Cause they're out of friggin' ideas. Well, speaking of adding characters, <laughs> Uh, we can we have Supergirl now. They have cast it, cast the Supergirl in this universe that we're talking about. Millie Alcock, who Pete, we talked about, um, we talked about this on the last show. It was between her and now I'm forgetting the other young ladies. It was name. like Meg Donnelly Meg, or something. Meg Donnelly, yes. Um, they find they chose Millie Alcock, who I said is most famous for playing young Rhaenyra Targaryen on House of the Dragon. Um, Bill, do you watch House of the Dragon? I have not. So I cannot. Okay. I have no comp, no nothing to add to that other than I. <laughs> I know what it is. I know mm-hmm. what Games of Thrones is. But mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I spoke about it on the last show about her. She's she she's very good. Um, I think she will. I was kind of hoping Meg Donnelly would get the part just because I think she looks more like Supergirl to me. But Millie Alcock, I think, will do a fine job. Uh, and it does seem like we don't know yet, but she also might be in Superman Legacy, depending there on we go. Yeah. what we yeah. hear. I'm so. going to say this: there are two char- there are two castings that actually got me excited for Superman Legacy. That is the casting of the Jimmy Olsen character, and now this. Um, I-, I think Supergirl in a Superman movie makes sense. I have no qualm with that. Um, I'm again, it's up to debate what Mr. Terrific Green Lantern and Hawkgirl are doing there, but Supergirl in a Superman movie makes sense to me. Like I can't really get on him for that. And, uh, she looks like Supergirl. I mean, we'll see how she compares to Melissa Benoist, um, who uh, I was a big fan of that show. I know Eric likes to hate it. Like he does everything (laughs) else in the world that I enjoy, but, uh, we will see what she brings to the table. Uh, but yeah, I got no beef with this. This, this one makes sense. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to this edition now. Let's see what happens. And she's going to, they're doing that woman of tomorrow film, right? So she's going to be also in that. Yep. They've, um, they've got, they've apparently, they've got their lead. They've got their writer, but they don't have a director, which is. That's there's, there's <laughs> okay. my, my issue is. Yeah. Shouldn't the director cast his lead at least? Yes. You, you want to something? It. James Wan didn't even get to cast his lead. <laughs> Aquaman again. Tell me this isn't what we've been through before. Patty Jenkins didn't cast her lead. James Wan didn't cast his lead. Andy Muccietti didn't cast his lead. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, the parallels well, drive me crazy. Well, you guys aren't alone because Matthew Vaughn also spoke about this. <laughs> okay, so Matthew Vaughn, who um is director of Argyle. I actually saw Argyle uh, last week. I was Cavill, by the way. But was he dreamy? He was Cavill. Yeah, like he was. He was him. Like he. The, is he, it he bad as bad as I heard it constipated. Was. <laughs> <laughs> so did you like it, Eric? But, um, I did. Okay. It's a little bloated at times, though, and the biggest drawback for me is I'm just not a Bryce Dallas Howard fan as an actress. I think I she's a fantastic her. director. Yeah. I don't think she's a good actress. So that was a big drawback for me. But Sam Rockwell. Great tush. <laughs> Sam Rockwell is great. 
and he carries the scenes that he's in. I think he's fantastic. So for him, it's a watchable film. Like if you like him, he's in most of it. It's definitely worth watching, I think. But it's a little too long. Some fantastical elements like Vaughn does. Obviously, he did Kingsman as well. So if you like the Kingsman franchise, you might like this movie. Um, did X-Men First Class. Uh, Didn't but he do the uh, the McVoy Jolie movie with the guns? Um, Where they bend the bu- bu- bullets, bend in the air. Sixteen bullets. Is that what it? No, 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 no. It's no. a comic book movie. I forget what it's called. I know what he's talking, and I know the name, and I can't think of it right now. But that was I, him, right? I don't know. Did he do that film? I don't know. All right, I'll Google it. You fill time. All right. <laughs> but he uh, he did speak about um, having cast because they asked him about would he want to direct Supergirl, and he said he'd love to. He's a fan of Millie Alcock. He said, um, but he finds it weird that they don't have a director, that they cast her first and they don't have a director. And he said, because you shouldn't cast the movie, the director should be casting the movie. So he agrees with you guys. Uh, (laughs) Matthew Vaughn does agree with you guys on this specific topic. So it doesn't make any sense. I agree. He also spoke about, um, he gave a little bit of more information about another comic book film coming out, which is Deadpool three. Um, apparently he's seen the film and he, or so he says he's seen a few snippets and he wanted says he feels is the name. Yeah. Wanted. That's it. Um, wanted, yeah. he, he said, it's going to be a jolt to the MCU. Uh, it's going to bring it back to life. And he thinks Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman are about to save the entire Marvel universe. So, I'll go a step further. I think Deadpool 3 might actually save the genre. I think Deadpool 3 and Joker might save the genre. Yeah, I do. I think well, I think Joker's separate enough from everything else where it's 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 going to differentiate itself just like the first movie. And uh, let's be honest, Hugh Jackman is a is still a huge star. And I think he's going to, I think you've got his crowd, the Reynolds crowd, you have the Marvel crowd. Everything's just going to come together for this one. I, I got high hopes for Deadpool 3. I really do. Well, yeah, there's a lot. There's also a lot of apparently cameos in this one, but they're keeping them all under wraps. So we're not hearing about <laughs> who Which might I give be in them this a one. lot of credit. Ryan Reynolds yeah. has gone out and he's told people so. set picks are bad. Don't do them. Don't ruin the movie, which is something I believe in Justin Kowalski. Uh, so I, I'm a huge fan of that. I think that's the way to go. And the fact that they've been able to keep this thing so tight lip is, is fantastic. Nothing has been spoiled because he's even Reynolds has even gotten out in front of the spoilers by d- releasing high def picks when people have been releasing blurry ones. So he's been getting in front of everything. I appreciate his efforts. And, uh, you know, I think uh, set picks are, uh, you know, for douchebags. I taught you well, Pete Vera. <laughs> Bill, what's your anticipation for Deadpool 3? Are you looking forward to it? Uh, I've, I've enjoyed the Deadpool movies. So okay. it's not like um, I don't know if I'll rush out and see it opening weekend but i'll definitely see it on the big screen i you know my never was an x-man guy i watched all the x-men films so but just mm-hmm. comic book wise so it's not something that uh and it's not dc so it's not something i'm really just want to see but i am a fan of uh of uh, ryan reynolds i liked hugh jackman as wolverine so and i like the whole deadpool thing so yeah I, i'm i'm we'll definitely see it for sure I, I hope we get to see Jackman sing in this movie because I, I saw he did the he did the the Bar- Barnum and Bailey movie I forget what it's called uh, the Greatest last showman. showman yeah oh the last dude that Greatest he showman, is fit, I think yeah. yeah 
fantastic voice. I mean, sorry, Eric, I know this is very sensitive for you because you're the best singer in, in the history of the world, but <coughs> Jackman's fantastic. If anyone could cover Kiss from a Rose other than you, I would pick him. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be interesting because they feel, they feel, I feel, excuse me, I can't talk. I feel like they're throwing everything against the wall with this last Deadpool movie. So I would not be surprised. And especially because there's rumors. The well, the way he spoke about it, mm-hmm. it does make me think like it could be like kind of like an Iron Man thing where they stop making Deadpool movies, but he shows up in other things. That's what it kind of what it sounds like to me. I don't know for certain, but that's somebody brought this up and I thought feeling it would be genius would be to have make a movie. And this is how you reboot the MCU is De- Deadpool kills the the Marvel Universe. I think it's actually a comic. Amazing. It's a comic book. I forget who told, said that to me, but it made sense to me. I was like, yeah, let's just have Ryan Reynolds just kill the entire MCU and start over. This sounds like a genius idea. It would be. I, that, and you know what? Everyone would go see that. Yeah. Everyone, I think everyone would go see that movie. <laughs> so I think that would be awesome, actually. That's a good, good pull for you. Whoever said it to me, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not giving, I, I can't remember who it was, but it was a genius idea. It was. That's awesome. I, yeah. I hope they do it now. Deadpool 4? Yeah, why not? All right, so Bill, I'm going to ask you if you knew about this, because this story was interesting to me. I didn't know about it. Um, So apparently Robert Downey Jr. wanted to play Scarecrow? I heard that. I did not know that. Right? I don't know if anyone knew that until he talked about it. It's the first I ever heard of it until uh, I saw it on Collider, which I thought thought was fascinating. The only story I know, you know, I think everyone knows is that uh, Killian Murphy, no one brought him in to test for Batman and yeah. Bruce Wayne and then said, uh, I think we're going to go with Bell, but I like Killian Murphy. So let's go. How about him as Scarecrow? That's the only, you know, the only story I well, know. But it, yeah, it seems like it didn't go very far. They met for, I believe it was like lunch or brunch. And yeah. even Downey just said like, no one just didn't seem into it. So I imagine they just yeah. went through the initial meeting phase and that's kind of where it died. Um that's I, when he honestly, was still trying to make his comeback, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah it was like yeah. post-Ali yeah. McBeal, post-drug addiction type thing. Um, yeah, we're talking 2023-ish. You know? Yeah, or very early 2000s. Oh, I'm sorry, 2003-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't see anybody outside of Murphy in that role. I mean, he just... Of course not was, now, yeah. He was just creepy. And the fact that he's in every movie, right? Yeah. He's the connecting tissue almost. Like, he's got a cool cameo in all of them. Uh, especially in Dark Knight. I love that scene. Uh, well, I've watched Pinky movie. Blinders the whole time, and and I'm thinking, there's a uh, you know there's there's, uh, there's the Dr. scarecrow, Crane. yeah, Jonathan Crane. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, in Begins, he's fantastic. I I love it when he you know, you know, have you seen my mask? He's just he, I think he's really perfect. I don't know if Jeff Goldblum could have played it any better. <laughs> Howard or Howard Stern, for that matter, right? Yeah. Well, Nolan also dropped another um, bomb, kind of, and when he said that. Casting Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man was the most consequential casting ever. <laughs> yeah, and, and look what it did. I don't I disagree with that, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a crazy. It, when I read it, I'm like, ever. But I'm like, yeah. When you think about what the MCU became, yeah. And as someone was, who doesn't even like those movies, I have to agree. It was. You don't even like the first one. It's okay. <laughs> I know you don't like the character at all. That's why right? I, just, I a... see that. And I see Batman yeah. Begins. It's very again. It's, Batman it, Begins. It's very similar. It is very Nolan. similar. Uh, yep. Again, coming from a Nolan hater, you know, like Eric, that means it's a very, lot. 
Oh, Jesus. Not this again. <laughs> the beef. <laughs> but no, yeah, that was an interesting comment. I was like, okay. Uh, I, I'm a huge Robert Downey Jr. fan, so I'll I'll go see anything he does. I he's great he's in Due Date. Actor. I love that movie. That's one oh. of my. It's a Todd Phillips movie, I believe. So, yeah, he was great in Oppenheimer. It's all he, connected. Uh, he was. Pete, have you seen Oppenheimer? I have not seen Oppenheimer. Okay. I look. I, I haven't even watched. Rebel you must Moon, have beef so. with Chris Nolan now. You want to go see Oppenheimer? <laughs> uh, uh, my, well, actually, my my beef is with Mr. Murphy himself. I mean, you know, it's, it took oh. him a long time to get that twenty eight months later movie out, and I just didn't appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> or was it twenty eight years later? I forget what it actually is, but yeah. Oppen- sure. Oppenheimer is just. I don't know, man. It's it's too. I haven't even watched The Irishman. It just like those movies when they get too long. I sat through Zack Snyder's Justice League, and I was like, "Man, I, two and a half hours is my limit." Like, really? No, that I, seriously. I can't do three hours is a bit much, even for me. Like, why can't even a movie I like, like the BVS extended cut? I'm like, man, three hours is pushing it. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's Oppen. There, there's a there the second probably the last third of Oppenheimer. There's about a forty forty minute, just a bunch of interrogations going on. I'll just say Mm -hmm. that. And I thought that was way too long. That's the part of the movie that really I'm like, okay, they could have done this 10, 10 minutes shorter and gotten to the same point. Uh, But I mean, I personally believe there's just that perfect sweet spot for two hours in a movie where if you can tell the movie within two hours, I think that's really good. It's good for the audience. It's good for the story. It's not too long. I think it's, it's the perfect amount of time in my opinion, just that good two hour mark for me, you know? And Bill, you liked Oppenheimer? You, I did. I'm a history nerd. Okay, so that played. And I, right, and I'm I know. A, you yes. know, and I and I'm a Nolanite. So you know, yes. combine that. <laughs> we know. Um, trust me, we know. Yes, <laughs> but you know, I'm not. Let's just get off topic real quick. I know. Was, and Pete likes when I bring up Jake. Jake's favorite Nolan film, other than I guess the the Batman stuff, is is uh, Interstellar, and that's like the one Nolan film that I'm kind of. Eh, that's kind of not my. You know, I maybe For I'm too me, dumb. My that favorite is, non-Batman know. Nolan movie is is the Prestige. I I still love that film. I like the that's Prestige. a great movie. That's, the but, ending of that movie threw me for a loop, and I was like, I was like, I, I don't think I, Nolan's touched it. It has been that I good. I think since I liked. Movie. I think I liked Tenet just because I didn't know what the hell was going on. That's probably one of the things. I still haven't watched Tenet, so I guess I do have beef with Nolan. But (laughs) (laughs) I watch it. But Eric goes, I I don't know what I watched. I still don't know what I watched. Yeah, I have no idea. It's one of my favorite Eric quotes. I have no. I still have no. I have to watch it again. I keep saying that because I have no idea what I saw. (laughs) Yeah, it was. That's what I felt at the end of that movie. I was like, I think it's good. (laughs) Oh man, I was like, maybe. that time frame during COVID, like, uh, like if that era of movies in that short window bothers me because, like, there's so many bad takes and just stupid opinions where I'm just like, ah, oh, man, if if people were like able to go outside or wanted to go outside, things would have been so different, you know? Like for movies like Tenet and the Suicide Squad and all that stuff, like, even Birds of Prey, like, I just I felt bad because they just they came out in the worst possible time. You know, and then the movies get put. It was it was such a rough time for movies. I fans, really liked you know? Birds of Prey. Yeah, so it did yeah, come I did out too. Of I, bad just, time. I, I thought it was a good movie. I like Birds it. Just of sucks because like, as fans, you want to talk about these movies. It's like sometimes there's just like there's almost like no context to talk about them because it's like, well, how do I judge this movie? No one really saw it. No one went out to see it. No, you know, there's no money. Like I just, it's weird. I think I you know, like Wonder Woman eighty four. Like, would it actually have been a hit? Would people have 
you know, gone out and see it if it, if it was in a theater. I don't know. Like it, it's, I don't it creates for interesting talk. Did. Yeah. You know? No, I just, it, probably, I don't know. Like a lot of people do not really enjoy that movie, but like, I, it's interesting. Like I've seen people not really like, I don't know. They liked a bad suicide squad movie. They went to go to go see that. And you know, then they didn't go see a good flash movie. So like <laughs> it's DC films, man. I'm just, I want to get to the point where I'm start tired. Will I don't Smith. ever have to say. Will Smith back then. Like, not now. I don't. So. Yeah. Pre-slap. I just, I never want to say I enjoyed it. I get I why think, some people don't, and uh, we're ready to move on to the. Next I think it was, it was Will Smith. I also think, even though his 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 portrayal was very controversial, I think Jared Leto got people to go see that movie. He had just won totally. an Oscar. Oh man, sure. so, yeah. a cult. Sure, so, <laughs> he totally yeah. had people. So do I it. think, yeah, but and don't and I mean don't, I feel like David Ayer is a huge draw. Reno movie. went to see the movie for David Ayer. He loves David Ayer. <laughs> he talks about Training Day all the time. So. Yo, go seriously, David. Speaking of David Ayer, go see Beekeeper. It's it's exactly what you think it would be, but it's it's a good time. Oh, yeah, it's Jason Statham. I know exactly. It's a good time. He's so gonna be kicking you, ass if, with some high throttle music. Exactly what that is. Exactly what it is. But it's it's a really good time. It's a guy movie. I keep saying it's like a true guys film. You go 80s there. movie. Yes, very much like an eighties good. film. So I want you, those movies to come back. I miss like you know recently Carl Weathers just passed away, so like instantly you think of that scene in Predator where it's just him and Arnold's bulging biceps for 30 seconds and everybody just feels inferior. And I'm like, I miss the steroided hulked out eighties action star. Like, can we get that back? Can we do that? Like, can someone just get like, I don't well, care. Like not Chris Hemsworth. He's been in enough. Can we get somebody else? Who's like big buff and badass? The rock <laughs> try, is the rock is trying, but people aren't going to his movies. <laughs> what can we do? Well, they used rock, to, it was, rock, <laughs> it seems like post rock. He's around. He's he was born late. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, he's he he should have been eighties eighties uh, action hero right there with Arnold and then Bruce yeah, Willis and I mean, all the rest of. I wouldn't mind it. All right, let's let's do the. There's one final story I want to talk about uh, because the 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 thought process in my head of him doing this film is crazy to be so apparently david leitch is going to be doing uh the new jurassic directing the new jurassic jurassic world film and if you know who he is as a director he's he did the john wick movies so i'm trying to action scenes for birds of prey i believe so i'm trying to put jurassic the jurassic park world franchise in my head with him (laughs) as the director and are we gonna have like dinosaurs shooting people up and <laughs> well that was originally the plan at one point remember the engine was trying to make the dinosaurs uh uh like militant a military uh, yeah military. that's true so i don't know look here's the thing with jurassic world um i didn't bother to see the last one i didn't and i know they tried to bring the gang back together and, and they tried to capitalize on nostalgia i think probably three years too late but i mean jurassic what was the dominion domination that movie was oh. absolutely yeah, it was the horrible, yeah. horrible. And I know Eric doesn't like the first one. I love Jurassic World. I think it's a great uh, kind of uh, reboot, remake type movie. I enjoyed it, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that I think this one might be uh, might be a dead uh, franchise. Hasn't that uh, franchise kind of pulled a Fonzie and jumped a shark? Yeah, Happy Days Dominion. I thought. Once they introduced the whole like monstrous raptor, I don't know. Uh, Dominion was weird, especially the ending, and they they did a lot of retcons, and I don't know. Maybe, 
Well, I maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe that's why they're bringing David Leitch in because they're going to have dinosaurs that are <laughs> fighting and shooting people and <laughs> doing something I like know. that. I you can't, know what? I just... If they did that, I may have to go see it just just for that. that sounds, you know? It sounds if like they a shark crazy. That's crazy. But it's it's actually interesting because I believe that that release date is very close within like 10 days of Superman Legacy and uh, Scott Mendelson was talking about possibly a shift change for Superman Legacy. So, uh, James Gunn, your slate's changing. I, 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 <laughs> you need to yeah, stay where I, it's at. I agree. When I saw that, I'm like, really? Jurassic? Like, if the first two movies, though the other movies were good. Because in this... my opinion, you got two dead franchises fighting against each other. But that's the thing. Like, just, <laughs> this isn't yeah. Jurassic Park. Like, you're, we're not talking about that movie. How much did the last one make? Didn't it make a ton of money, though? I don't know. I mean... I thought it made money, just got bad reviews. I think, yeah, I think that could be it, because dinosaurs usually, for whatever reason, dinosaurs draw. So, yeah, you could be right. It might have made money. Because I don't know anyone who was head over heels for the last one. Everyone just kind of... Everyone I talked to said it sucked. I heard a lot of missed opportunities with that one. People said it because they brought... Are there Jurassic Park... Super fans that you yes. know are like, uh, yeah, like we are about comic book movies or all that. You know what I mean? Are, is there? Yeah, they, they have there their own set of fandom. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, one guy. I know I know, Transformer. There's Transformer fans. So uh, I know Tim from the Nerd Room. <laughs> uh, he, he's a, he's a big Jurassic Park fan. Collects everything, uh, the old vintage toys, stuff like that. So they, I, I don't know how big of a fan base they actually are, but I think they're older fans. I don't know how many newer fans are as diehard because that first movie really kind of change things for a little bit you know like the that original was one is like you, you oh you've got to go see this and you got to see it on the big screen because you know yeah how realistic the dinosaurs look and that, that how it's up has that been it, how many years ago it almost lost the original 93 93 oh my gosh even like i like lost world but it, there's something different like having the dinosaurs on an island and it being a, a theme park like it, everything about it was so new and interesting you know, like I, the first Jurassic Park, like nothing, nothing will top it in my opinion. And again, we were talking about directors who draw it was Spielberg. So, yeah, you know, yeah. people will go see something that Steven Spielberg does. Um, I wonder yeah, how many. Movie... I wonder how many movies Steven Spielberg hasn't cast his lead in. <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> that's that's the topic for the next show. We'll do that on the Just next curious. show. <laughs> we'll talk Maybe about that it. TV movie. Is he, movie is he about doing the, that Hawkeye or Hawkeye? Was it called Private Hawks or something? That that World War II oh, Black airplane Hawk. movie? Black yes. Hawks. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Still I wish they would that I, I wish that would be a black uh not black Elseworlds, whatever in the hell they call it call yep. at, at Warner Brothers. That's definitely that's definitely something that would be cool for them to do. I It'd like be black different. Hawks. It would be different, that's for sure. But we don't do different at Warner Brothers. We just repeat the same mistakes <laughs> over and over again. So, all right. WWWB. Well, <laughs> well, we've come to the end of the show. That's so, it, Leia. Is that Leia or is that Graceland telling us the show's over? No, that's Leia. I can't, she's not even in, in here. She's downstairs. I can't believe that you got my mic is picking that up. Yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> that far. She's not even near me. That's um, funny. But yeah, that's crazy. All right. Leia's the boss. Yes. <laughs> But Bill, thank you so much for coming on, man. This has been great. Yeah, um, you've been dying I, to get I, on here. I'm happy to get you on finally. I've uh, really enjoyed got more appearances than Garrett. talking about all this stuff because I don't get to talk about a lot of you know 
different subjects and sports. Well, I try to, but you know, it is Batman on film, so it's kind of a focus on the. Dark I hear Knight. nobody likes no. witty banter. <laughs> oh, I've got yeah, I got chewed out for witty banter. So who? Wait, what? <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was about a year or two yeah. ago. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, so uh, Pete, we wouldn't yeah. have a show if it wasn't for witty banter. Half of half of everything I say is witty banter. <laughs> yeah, we would not. This yeah, would not be a thing. Absolutely. So, but um, everyone more needs people, to be like Walter I mean, Cronkite. Here's the news. I think ever. <laughs> I think most people, whether it's any of the Batman on film shows or y'all's show, people enjoy uh, witty banter and personality in a show, right? I mean, you just want to and. You've yeah, heard I mean, some I deal really with the biggest dry, personality in podcasting. Podcast. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, I. It's true. And, uh, if you're just sitting there, if you're just sitting there talking, that's not. No one. That's just you're just reading. It just sounds like you're reading from a script. Then and there's no interaction. So it's better when uh, you're allowed to be yourself on a show and just have that conversational back and forth tone. Um, it's so good much to goof better. around. It's good to have fun. So, Bill, anything new you want to plug and let people know about? Uh, well, I'm I'm waiting patiently for the Batman Part Two to get going here, mm-hmm. and uh, as well as and the the Penguin is coming for sure. So, yes, once, once those two kind of are crossing paths, you know, you got the Penguin on on Max, and then the Batman Part Two will be in production. Uh, that'll be. That'll be busy times at BOF. So other than that, just I'm I would check, to that show. come over and listen, listen to all of our shows. Uh, I, the stuff, the guys, you know, write, um, check it all out. Batman dash on dash film.com. It's not just, it's just not me there. It's a lot of other folks and check out their no, stuff. No, I, I let and Bill do too. some things on the website. I allow him to just, one. They let he, me he have one little one podcast, show. the social hour. I do have my, my one podcast. And so, I make yeah. sure Rachel reads everything before he posts it. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm taking care of the website guys. I am. I let Bill's still there, but like I'm, I'm letting him just do other things. <laughs> Thank you. I give her much. <laughs> All right, Pete, what about you? Anything you want to let people know? If I haven't pissed you off enough today, you can follow me on social media at Pete illustrated. Uh, if you're enjoying this show, you can li- you can follow it on social media, straight out of Gotham, straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter, Facebook group, Facebook fan page. Consider joining both great places. Everyone involved in this show is involved with that. Um, uh, Italian Spider-Man Coalition at Spidey Coalition. Check that out. We'll have a new, drop, drop, new episode dropping this month at the Batman BC. Ryan Lowers, the Batman Book Club. I appear there. Batmanonfilm.com, Batman on Film YouTube, Batman on Film Podcasts I'm all over there. So check that place out. Thank you, Pete. And you guys know how to find me at Finally33 on Twitter, spell Finale33. If you are a fan of the New York Knicks, I do a weekly live stream about the New York Knicks. It's called All Nicked Up. On Twitter, the handle is at all underscore Nick underscore up. We just did a trade deadline show this past Thursday. We discussed all of the trades that were made around the New York Knicks. They actually added two players for Bojan. Yeah, Bojan and Alec Burks is back. So I think that's going to help them. Um, move forward but we have a good time me and my two buddies and then this week we actually had the two other guys who used to be on the show they came on for the trade deadline show so it was a lot of fun so you can check that out it's posted on on facebook live youtube uh, even in, and even twitter on our twitter handle you can see it there do you guys know by the way that you can that 
if you do a live stream like on StreamYard or something, you could Twitter now. We'll post the comments in the, there. And they never used to. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty cool thing. Pretty cool, cool thing that they've added. So just in case Thanks. anyone... Thank what? you, Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone out there who who does live streams on StreamYard and does them to Twitter, you can get the, the tweets now in the live stream while you're actually recording. Does that so work for car reviews? For car reviews? Yeah, for the Eric Holzman car review. What? Now I'm doing car reviews? What? what you what? do reviews from the car all the time. Oh, those, the movie reviews. I didn't <laughs> act like you were Kelly Blue Book. <laughs> Like, wait a minute! I don't, what are you talking about? Oh, no, no! It's a new venture. He's 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 taking over Carfax. Carfax. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, anyway, all right. Well, Bill, thanks again for coming on the show. Uh, anytime, you're welcome anytime. Yeah, this was great. Yeah. So thank you, thank Enjoyed. you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So for Bill and Pete, I'm Eric. You're listening to Straight Out of Gotham, and we'll see you next time. Booyah! <laughs>